0: Hi, everybody, and welcome to our latest installment of RZ Weekly. We've been off for Pesach and for personal issues, but we're back and here to discuss an exciting and provocative issue, the issue of modern orthodoxy and, uh, and cons- our consumption of media. So this all started from a Facebook post shared by a person, he, he posted on Facebook, so uh, we'll quote him by name, shared by Pesach Summer, in which he shared an article by Mayim Bialik about Game of Thrones and about how Mayim in her Gas in her Game of Thrones wrote an article how she basically how, how, can't understand how uh, feminists and people are, 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 are people who are supposedly pro-women are, are watching and extolling a show that, uh, that, that has so much violence towards rape, has so, it depicts rape regularly and violence against women and expressive sexuality. And so Pesach... On his Facebook post, what he what he shared was he shared the he shared the uh, the post, and then he wrote, "If this show is anything like Ma'ayan Bialik describes, I'm pretty floored that anyone, let alone religious people, watch this." And so we thought we would talk about that because religious people we, uh, do watch it. It's very obvious that religious people watch it. They watch Game of Thrones. They, I'm not going to talk about we're not going to talk about ourselves unless people want to volunteer what they do or they don't watch. They definitely. They definitely engage, imbibe popular culture. And we're not talking about Shakespeare, but rather modern television shows and movies and music that contain all kinds of, of messages that are antithetical to religious values we claim to hold dear, or we do hold dear. So the first question is, how do we do it? Why do we do it? And, uh, and how do we justify it? So I will start, because of course, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure that, I'm actually quite sure, Molly's gonna disagree with me. Johnny, I have no idea what you're gonna say. Um, um, uh, I will start by positing that at least from my perspective I think we have to admit that yes, we can admit that, that watching these shows and watching these programs are against our religious values they, they, they promote uh, values that are against values of, of Torah Judaism they, they instill in us images of violence and sexuality that are completely antithetical to a religious and, and, and spiritual way of life. And so why do we watch them? To me, the reason is because they're good and they're fun and they're entertaining and we're tired and we like them. Is that an excuse? Of course it's not an excuse, but that's the way life is, that's the reality. And I think that as opposed to trying to kosher it or justify it or, or you know try to demonstrate how really it's good for us or whatever, I why not just admit the truth? We probably shouldn't watch the vast majority of it. I think there's one Netflix show called, you know, about this woman called Marie Kandu about throwing away a lot of junk. That might be fine. She's very tzai She's very wonderful. But other than that, and maybe a nature show or two, I, I think that pretty much everything else is antithetical to our values. And the more we're aware of it, at least we understand what we're up against and can try to, uh, try to, to combat it. Because trying to convince ourselves that it's kosher, I happen to think is not only dishonest, but probably even more destructive and more detrimental. I throw it to uh, Molly to respond and hopefully quote a source or two before I come back to some other thoughts I have.
1: Okay. Okay. So yes, listen, I don't disagree with you about Great Thrones. I'm actually, I actually found this article by Mayan Bialik. I happen to agree with, I think, first of all, I've never seen the show. So a lot of the, a lot of the people who wrote the article said, oh, she doesn't really understand the show. So I will put that caveat in. I, I've never seen the show on purpose, because I agree with you, Ruby. I think Game of Thrones is not something that we can justify watching on, on, in any way, shape, or form. I am just going to say... Wait, 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 wait a second. I, I want
0: to be clear. I don't think that Game of Thrones is not something. Right. I think it doesn't give me things. Right. I think that I wanna pretty, much, because, pretty much every right. television that's, show And is that's where we watching. disagree.
1: I just don't want somebody writing in an angry letter that said, Molly said that Game of Thrones is fine. So I want to come out by saying <laughs> I do not think Game of Thrones is fine. And I would have... I would Having have never watched, been, watched it. I've you never know, watched right. it, but from what I know, and um, I would I would direct people to read the Bialik artic- article just because I think it's very important from a larger sociological perspective. But to bring it back, we'll come back to We'll come back to Bialik
0: in a right. little bit. Okay.
1: okay, religious Zionism. I'll quote you a few very briefly. So when I teach this topic, I start with the definitive um, article. I think about what Torah is, the blending of secular culture. with Lichtenstein's um, uh, consideration of synthesis from a Torah point of view. Um, and I go through all the points with my students um, and he explains why, you know, the value of, you know, things in the secular world. But, Ruby, I agree with you, which is after I read that article with him, I'm like, OK, students, come on, guys. The, our issue is not Shakespeare, right? Because Rav Lichtenstein is talking about Shakespeare and he's talking about Milton. And when he talks about like, you know, Apicarsus, I think he's worrying about people learning, you know, Spinoza or whatever it is. <laughs> um, and that's not really our struggle. So after I read that article with them, which again I would, you know, recommend to anybody who has. Wait, to read just to say it more clearly
0: read. so that if somebody's listening yes. You
1: can. Yes. So of Lichtenstein. Basically, no, the
0: name of the article. Quote the article again. So consi- okay. Listening.
1: It was originally published as a, 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 called a consideration of general studies from a Torah point of view. It was republished now in uh, I believe it's in By His Light, unless it's I, I think so. Um, as a consideration of synthesis, which is a broader. You know, it's not just general studies. It's the broader issue of synthesis from a Torah point of view.
0: OK, um, OK,
1: fine. Then what I do with my students is I'm like, OK, guys, but like our issue is not high culture. Our issue is low culture or pop culture. And for that, I read an article by Rabbi Sholom Karmi from I think it's from the 80s. It might be 1985 um, called is Club Med Kosher, which is also hilarious because I've never heard of Club Med. And the things that in the- <laughs> were considered like, you know, radical are now like. Um, but our Karmi takes on much more directly low culture in that sense, popular culture. And so Ruby, I will, I I won't, I I won't, I'll try to avoid getting too wonky and detailed. I will distill our Karmi's message. Okay. And it's basically obviously building out of this message, which is, I believe that if we are going to believe in. Modern orthodoxy, or Torah umada, or centrist orthodoxy, or dati lumi, whatever phrase you want to use it in its best and highest and purest form, which I think is the Rav and Rav Lichtenstein. And many people don't think we have to follow that; they think it's too rigid. But that's what I believe in With they, the standard that they hold is the following: Does the you have to examine every single um, piece of art, knowledge, whatever it is that comes at you from from the secular world? and you have to ask yourself the following question. Does this, and what word you want to put in there? Does this work of popular movie. culture?
0: Does this, does this Avengers, movie, song, does, does, Avengers, does Avengers, Avengers Endgame?
1: Right. right, Avengers Endgame, Age of Ultron, whatever it is. I just wa- <laughs> I just watched Age of Ultron, that's why I'm using that, it was on TV in my parents' house. Okay, does, does this movie enhance two things? A, enhance my religious and spiritual growth, but I want to caveat that with, um, sometimes my students are like, does it have to like, and again, I can relate You're to- Finish,
0: that. finish the statement.
1: Fine. <laughs> you, it, you could also say it enhances your growth. Sometimes you can say you need a rest, you need a break. And therefore it can enhance your growth by giving you a little bit of breathing space as long as it's not detrimental, right? That's question number one. And question number two that you have to ask is, does this cohere with my central um, life mission, which for, again, Rav Lichtenstein and Rabbi Karmi is centrally and fundamentally, I am an Ovid Hashem. Does watching this, listening to this, cohere with my mission as being an Ovid Hashem and enhance my Avodas Hashem? And if it doesn't, if it's not cohesive, if it's not integrated, then the answer is you cannot watch it if you if it does integrate then you can now you're gonna say wait, okay, i want to throw, want to throw it to
0: johnny i want to throw it to johnny and then we'll throw wait, it can i just back. say
1: one more thing then just then one more thing because this is a yeah. very important point which is i but like me molly happens to be a very literary philosophically minded person and so i pick apart everything i read and see and so it could be that like i'll watch uh whatever it is and take out deep messages and other people are like i don't do that so maybe, Molly, maybe you could listen to this, and maybe you could read this book, maybe you could watch that movie, and another person can't, and I'll say, yes, exactly. This is a very individual um, thing, and therefore, what might be right for me might be wrong for you, or what might be wrong for you might be right for me, and therefore, the great burden of modern orthodoxy is that each individual has to live with, their, it's between them, their conscious, and a Kodesh Baruch And that is the great challenge, and I think, but I think ultimately, the, one of the most um, unique, and I, think, well, I don't know if it's the one of the most unique. I think it's 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 the heart of what modern orthodoxy, orthodoxy demands from a person, which is individual responsibility vis-a-vis themselves and God.
0: Okay, I totally agree with that. I actually realized that I forgot to introduce ourselves. My name is Ruben Spolter, <laughs> I live in Yabin Yamin. I'm the director of a program called Otias Amiavichila. We just heard Malibrowski, who is a and is, 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 who is a social worker living in Gush actually coming to us from Long Island from Long Island. New York mm-hmm. now, okay, and uh, also teaches Judaic studies and seminaries in Israel, and Rav Johnny Solomon, who is a Judaic studies teacher and uh, uh, a writer and thinker and travels around the world uh, teaching to Jews around know. the world. Now, Rav Johnny, uh, respond, uh, respond gonna, to what Mali said.
2: I'm going to respond and then hopefully take a step back, get some definitions, and then attack the uh, issue the way I suppose I generally do so. I'm going to respond by by acknowledging that you've described a certain ideology. But I fundamentally disagree that it's such a subjective issue. Uh, In fact, I'm pretty surprised. Generally, the modern Orthodox world, the religious Zionist world, prides itself in putting Jewish law as its central medium of of service to God. And yet we've described this as being a matter of pure conscience.
1: No, wait, I'm sorry. sorry. I have to interrupt because I I, I do agree with you. It's important that I make this point. I think that there are red lines. I think there are halachic red lines. That's why I said at the beginning about Game of Thrones, right? Meaning there there are things that are completely mutter, like, I don't know, I don't know, You, somebody think of an example. There are things that are completely us That's where again,
0: exactly like, my point, Molly. You can't. Okay. Because okay. when you come um, to, wait, when you come wait. to Age of Ultron, I can't, you can No, you can, Age I, of Ultron you, is
1: great. There is completely <laughs> you, you can't argue.
0: You can argue, I'm sorry, when it comes to Age of Ultron, there are images in it. Of Did murder, oh, I, of okay, violence. Second. There I are images of, of it of women, of women maybe, maybe dressed in it? in various stages of undress. Well,
1: okay, that, but but one second There's just, no way a reasonable poor religious Johnny. person
0: for me. What There's second. no way a reasonable religious maybe person. Maybe it was
1: censored. Maybe it was censored <laughs> on TV. But poor Johnny. But one second. Let me just make. That. <laughs> Because, again, I don't want to come across as the anti-halachic or a-halachic person here.
0: Wait a minute. There's was, no way a reasonable person could analyze, maybe, could analyze maybe. the Age of Ultron and say to themselves, I think watching this thing is objectively mutter. Would you like I, me to I tell, tell what something? I
1: think it's mutter for me to watch on television where maybe it was censored? I don't know. I'm a woman, first of all. I think that, first again, I think there are things that are us Game of Thrones, us What, mutter? I don't know. You could argue with me this. I that's mutter. I'm just talking, Johnny, about the things I, I, that are I, all gray All I said was Marie Kondo.
0: I, don't, I, didn't, I didn't argue. Okay,
1: fine. Marie Kondo is mutzer. Game of Thrones is usser. Age of Ultron is in the gray area. Now, again, maybe men and women have different halachot when it comes to this, right? Maybe really this really is a halachic conversation, but I do think that there are, like, if I could say to you, I watched, Game of Thrones. I watched. I did not watch Game of Thrones, I watched Age of Ultron on my television. I did not see any nudity. I did not see any gratuitous violence. Wait, 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 wait,
0: wait, wait a second. Let's define this, Johnny. Define these terms. Is a woman uh, in, a, in a in a in a in a tight costume? I'm a where woman. She's not- Ah, okay. So you're saying now for you admit that for all men, may,
1: no, maybe it is. Maybe it's different for men and for women. I oh. anyway, and I want to go back to Johnny, which is because. I, okay, I'm sorry. When my last sentence, and I promise I will be quiet for like. You let Johnny I talk. Won't talk. Yes, I've actually had this conversation with somebody who I work with at MMY, and she thinks the way Johnny thinks. She she attacks it from a. Pure I haven't said much
2: about okay. what <laughs> I right. think. You're right.
1: I'm so sorry. <laughs> she oh my gosh! So <laughs> I'm just this. Uh, <laughs> I'm
2: everyone's kind of pigeonholing each other. Okay, okay Johnny. Go for go okay, it. I'm going to eat myself now. Wait, so but what I'm saying is,
1: she, she does think it's a, a purely halakhic issue. And that is a difference between her and me, but I respect that position. So, okay, go ahead. I'm
2: sorry. I certainly didn't say it's purely a halakhic issue. What I did say is that it, every issue is a halakhic issue, and that we hadn't yet acknowledged that. Um, of course, there are subjective decisions in many things we do that doesn't take out the necessary ingredients and necessary measuring sticks, which at times the Torah does provide us, uh, which we need to consider whether they apply here. So let me just give you a couple of examples, because what you may not know is, um, I did a, a math degree when I was a very young man, uh, and I got very disenchanted, and I, and I switched, and my final course was one in the London University on film and television history. So part of my degree involved me watching lots of movies, uh, which wasn't that difficult, because... I wasted a lot of time not to watch a movie that time of my life. But I'll give you an example. Groundhog Day. You talked about movies with great messages. I think, I think most of us would say, "What a fabulous movie! It's humorous and yet it can teach a lesson about uh, second and third chances." But uh, part of my uh, cause for this—that's that, uh, a terrible movie. That's I've never seen that it. Says, that's disclosure. a movie that
0: says that says you have to keep going until you learn how to bed the girl. That's a terrible movie. argue but I've let, never let's seen get to the second one, which is yeah. I had to.
2: Uh, I've just gotten married. And I had to write an essay about Titanic, so I said to Donna, oh, terrible, my wife, "Oh,
1: terrible, terrible! I think it's terrible. <laughs> I, I think nobody should watch Titanic because one it's second. glorified."
2: This was the most uh, biggest grossing movie at that time <laughs> uh, ever. Okay, I had to watch it with my wife first. I never uh, saw it either, no... but
1: I, I object to it on moral grounds. <laughs> history, historic one of the biggest historical tragedies in the world, so people can. Shedded vicarious tears. They're watching people put their children to bed, thinking that they're going to sleep. I think it's so damaging to the fabric of society. But
2: okay. <laughs> okay. So what you're saying is for, for something which, by the way, there is a graphic scene there, which I was unaware of. And, uh, quite, and my wife only made it to it. Sorry? Quite graphic. Yes. Uh, I, I, I never I, saw I it. Genuinely...
1: Another movie I never saw.
2: But that's an example where people would say it's a tame movie. In terms of ratings, it's probably like now 12. And yet I can attest because... Uh, uh, I, I had to then see at least most, much of it, and I walked out for that bit. That uh, that it's a movie with inappropriate scenes for a religious man, undoubtedly, without a question. Yet, if you were to ask, ninety-nine percent of those who identify as modern Orthodox, who presume aren't critical of the notion of glorifying a tragedy, that say it's not a trace movie. So the question really is not: Is it issue, Which obviously it is. Or is it halakhic history, which obviously it is. But who is informing us and, and, and how come we're in a situation which so many people seem to settle in a way which is way beyond where I believe the line steadily sits. So let's just begin to, with a definition. Uh, and I've taken out Dr. Mike, Rabbi Dr. Michael Harris's book, Faith Without Fear, which I've quoted before, discussing modern orthodoxy. And, and I'm just going to read a very short paragraph, which I think is very helpful. Because he says modern orthodoxy is about critical engagement with the modern world. And he goes on to quote Norman Lamb, who says, modern orthodoxy refuses to accept modernity uncritically, but equally so refuses to reject it unthinkingly. Now, as modern orthodox Jews, our task is therefore to critically... Wait, wait, say uh, that again. We
0: refuse to do, to, we refuse to... Refuses to accept
2: modernity uncritically, but equally so refuses to reject it
0: unthinkingly. I totally disagree with that statement when it comes to pop culture. I think we that whole point of television is to turn our minds off.
1: But we don't want that, to okay. think about it. By the way, I think Johnny's making a very good point here, which is how do you define modern orthodoxy, which is another thing that I discussed with my students. And I think the whole concept, the whole mistake is that people think that you're taking two things and trying to synthesize them. And what I always tell my students is you start from the baseline of you are a Torah committed Jew. You put on your Torah glasses and you look at everything through those eyes. And then you are critical and thoughtful about what you bring in and what you integrate.
2: Correct, but that that shifts, and I'll i give you just a, so a couple no, I, I'm only I agree with you. That's what what should
0: be happening. Right, I agree my, with you, my Johnny. My question is, is, Is that is that what happening or not? No, um, I, people are not no, doing it. Not. No, okay, good, then we agree. Does that mean
1: therefore, but, of course? That's I think we all know that. The question is, let's draw attention to that and challenge people. But it's to take- do with
2: our dual identity. So I'll give you an example. It, it, when I lived in Chutz,ah, for sure. Uh, not only did I not watch a TV, I wouldn't have a TV. We moved here for a variety of reasons. I said, you know, I think it's important to watch TV because being part mm-hmm. of the white Israeli culture is critical. And yet, at the same time, it means I have some in my home, which ordinarily I wouldn't have had when I was living in, in the old
0: country. Uh, and I, Johnny, I, I, John, I, John, I have to one I just want to make one point. Nowadays. Yeah. That it really is irrelevant. We didn't have. We don't have a TV either. I don't have a television in my home. But the computer on which I'm talking to you is far, far worse. With every possible content available, readily free, that every child knows about. But
1: I I still think. However, let
0: let me tell you a quick secret, though. I
2: I wanted to get uh, internet filter, and I called the TV company, Cellcom for us, and I said, "Can I filter TV?" They said, "Not a chance." I said, does my internet filter work on the TV to filter it? Not at all. As I said, how about any other TV provider? It doesn't work. The difference is this. With internet, no matter what you have, there is at least an option, although as I have an article in front of me, an option which many religious scientists, modern orthodox Jews don't take, yeah. which is to filter your internet. If you have TV,
0: currently, oh. there is no natural well, no, way I to have, filter. I'm you, I have filtered internet, and it filters pornography quite well. But it doesn't filter television in any way shape or form oh, it's okay,
1: easy perfect. to get Game
0: of Thrones even though I have a telev- even though I have uh, internet Ramon easy just work right. you
1: so i think I think first of all that I think Johnny is right that it is easier in Israel I think it, there is something healthier about the culture it's still
2: I didn't say easy on the contrary I think it's slippery and slope
1: it's a slippery slope, but it's a less media saturated environment and so therefore um there are some parts that are easier. And I also think.
0: Wait, I, why do you say that? Why do you say it's not a media? It's here. We don't live in that. It, uh, it could be know. the bubble that we live in.
1: Maybe. OK, but the bubble that we live in, the bubble that we live in is is still the, the lifestyle that my children and their peers are living is still less. Again, I'm going to use the expression media saturated. Um, they get their phones later. They don't have Instagram. My kids aren't on on Facebook. Um, I, I think they're doing other things with their time. Listen, wait, wait, was that, let's for like was that,
0: forget about our kids. I'm sorry. We should go back to Johnny, but it's yeah. not about their kids. It's about us. I don't. This no, is not about our I kids. No, I know,
1: but I'm saying Johnny raised this issue of like you know. Yeah, he
0: said he doesn't have a television. I don't have a television. No, but, but I, I agree. I, I also
1: don't have a television. But I agreed with him that like we got a television, and got three mm-hmm. channels, so that I could watch Yom Yomazikaron, Yom Shoah, and you know, the news when it was important. And I think that that is an interesting point about. The slippery slope issue, but the fact that when he talked about integration versus separation, I think we can live a more integrated life in Israel.
0: So just FYI, you don't need that. You, don't need that. you can get all that in. Now. In now.
1: Definition. Right.
0: Okay. Sure. I'm sorry, Johnny. You Continue with your definition. No, sorry. I, I, those are the
2: definitions. But let's now get a little bit to Torah text. And uh, I have here on my from my shelf one of those many svarim that are published telling you how uh, I saw television video on the Internet. So I, this one's called Contrast of Arbita. But I opened it just to have a reminder of the many Makarot, which are right there in our face, reminding us of what not to do. So I'm actually not going to deal with the lotatur because the lotatur I think, is slightly different as it applies to men and to women. But I want to focus on the Pasuk, which, although uh, it generally is understood to refer to idolatry, I think we'd all agree that this is stretched and naturally stretches to include a lot of the things we're talking about. The Torah tells us that there are certain things which have no place and are no worse, sorry, no better than bringing basically an idol in our home. And the question which we're trying to explore, although given some tidbits of our own personal life story is, how come we're at a place where the modern Orthodox world, at least in a great part, and parts of the religious Zionist world, Seem to be prepared to be mevi el beteem, and that's considered to be part and parcel of the lifestyle. That's what I suppose we're trying to struggle to understand. And my sense is that uh, part of it's to do with the discourse about trying to fuse modernity and orthodoxy, and uh, and the way that we try and remind ourselves that only we can police ourselves, which is never a good situation. And the lack of clarity and anybody gives absolute definition we think are extremists. But by failing to remind ourselves of a lot of we do do things. We bring trafis in our homes. And, and I, don't, I can't speak for you, but I can certainly admit to the fact that there would be movies I've seen not in the distant past where curse words, which I never speak, have been said. In fact, I think it's pretty hard to escape from any movie um, which uh, doesn't have that. I, whenever I watch anything, I check that there's a. I, I check the rating, but never, nevertheless, the ratings have more and more improper things for younger and younger people. Um, the, I, the bar I, has definitely moved over time. It's yeah. definitely definitely moved.
1: I, I, so whether I,
2: we whether we focus on Game of Thrones or, or a wide range of movies, but uh, we want to be able to to speak the currency on the street, the currency on the street includes media and most media, if it's not nudity, then it's curse words. If it's not curse words, it's gross violence. And if it's not gross violence, it's gross ideas. Mm-hmm. And we choose not to be monks, but in so doing, uh, there are definitely, uh, Torah violations, whether people view it as biblical or rabbinic, that's really immaterial. We have to call a spade a spade that, Modern Orthodoxy in a wide sense and religious Zionists in, in, in a great sense have chosen to, to or, or given themselves the permission um, to, to ignore some of these, call it in inverted commas, soft transgressions for what they think to be the greater gain of, of social media and cultural engagement.
1: Right, but I just want to distinguish between two things, which is the Bidi Eved and the L'Chachila, which is... Wait,
0: wait, one second. I just want to say, yeah. I totally agree with everything you just said. <laughs> like, I do I too. mean, yeah, it's hard to argue. It's hard to argue. No, no, it's,
1: it's, it's true. It's all true. I, I don't wait,
0: do- I, Molly, do you really think when you when you went to go watch Age of Ultron or whatever, that you're like, wait, one second. I mean, really, I want to know, is this going to be a religious experience or...
1: Okay, so this is what I want to answer you. Okay, so I think that that's what I was going to say, which is I think the majority of people are, do exactly what Johnny described, um, and it's not, it's not being done thoughtfully, and it's not being done uh, with a sense of, like, what is my purpose here, and it's, as, you, as he said, to be engaged in the world without any deeper spiritual purpose. What I would like to argue is that what I, tr- what I try to do personally, and again, it might be different for me because I naturally, like, I can't read a book without analyzing it. I can't watch a TV show without analyzing it. I can't watch a movie without analyzing it. I can't listen to music without thinking about the messages. It's just how I'm built. Mm-hmm. Uh, I try very hard to, yes, um, have as my standard, what is this contributing, as I said before, to my personal growth? And again, that might also mean sometimes I can say it's innocuous enough that just a little bit of entertainment is also important and valuable because I've had a really long and hard day. Or even spending time with my children watching a movie, although again, obviously my, my standards for my children are a lot higher than they would be, right? Okay, that's obviously a different conversation, but you know, um, spending time as a family bonding over a movie that has value as well. But what I will say is that I think about those values all the time. But I will agree with Johnny 100,000% that most people don't, that our community has not really articulated and internalized the importance of doing it. And three, that as time goes on, I am moving more and more in the direction of realizing that, like, like again, like, I, and again, I'm going to quote this as apocryphal because I didn't hear it directly from Christine, but I heard it as a story from him, but I can't vouch for its veracity. Somebody once said him something like somebody, you know, in the 60s, they asked you, if, you could, if people could go see movies and you said, sure. And now they ask you if people could go see movies and you're like, seem to be much more hesitant. Well, what changed? Like, why did your opinion change? And he said, my opinion didn't change. The movies changed. So,
0: so, so I, I would like I to, to say, I would like to respond. Yeah, yeah you want to finish? wait? Okay. So, yeah, I, I just yeah. want to
1: finish. So I want to say that I am I, very aware of that also as a factor, which is that our media is in a race towards the gutter. Um, and that that does have an impact and it impacts me and what and and i think that i am probably now more conservative small c careful you know suspicious higher walls than i would have in the past as i'm becoming more and more horrified by by the direction that things are going but but i would still say that i try very hard for myself and for my family to instill the value of that doesn't mean that there isn't stuff out there that we can and be engaging with, but that our purpose—we have to be able to think about our purpose and articulate it. And you have to be able to explain to me why you're watching that and what the value is. Um, and if and if and, and if I can't answer that question, or if if my child can't answer that question, then then they they can't. That's that that's not okay. That question has to be answered.
0: Okay, so I, I would say that I first of all I I mean obviously I agree that if, that you should you should have that analysis, and I find that I do it especially when it comes to movies. And books that I read, I mean, I'm not—I'm generally not interested in novels. I just find them boring and silly. But you know, especially music, I don't think that music is necessarily us. Or I think that it can, can convey great messages, and music can be beautiful, or it can be just gutter. And I like—I, I, I'm actually more careful about that because there's a lot of good popular music that's really interesting that doesn't have to be necessarily gutter music. Even though we don't always pick the best music, but I try to. And even like the reading material that I bring into my house. You know, I, I, I used to subscribe to uh, The New Yorker for a while, but then I just became uncomfortable, not because of its politics, but because of its general attitude. And I felt that it was creeping into my attitude, so I stopped reading it. But, but for some reason, like, first of all, I think that, that when we come to television, that it, the medium is so good and so drawing in that I don't think it's possible to be as analytical. It, it's designed specifically to turn off your brain. Really, it really, it really is designed that way. Mm-hmm. It's designed extremely well. I would suggest, uh, if you want to, somebody should read, there's a traditional article you can find online by Yitzchak Blau yeah. um, called Modern Orthodox Arguments Against Television, yes. where he goes through basically all of them and they're obvious and he's totally correct. So, mm-hmm. well, none, but, but we still watch. We, whoever the we is, we still watch. And Yeah, yes, but I would say,
1: you have to be able to go and say to Yitzchak Blau Okay, see this is why I read you, I hear you, and this is my response. If you just say, as you're saying, Ruby, eh, I do it anyway, that's not good enough. You have to be able to articulate why you're still doing it, and you have to be able to have a thoughtful...
0: Why is it okay? You know, so then what, what, like, why is it okay to say I do it? Because I have a Yetzirah and I shouldn't do it. And I know that I shouldn't. And I'm, uh, at least I think there's a bravery in admitting that as okay. opposed to saying, no, I do it because Listen, it depends on my g- spirituality. If, when no. I watched the Big Bang Theory, I analyzed the relationship between Howard and Bernadette. And now okay. I know how, like, really? Really? Okay. No, if really? you're going
1: to sin anyway and if you can't validate it, then better to be an honest sinner than to be a liar. But I would say... I was,
0: uh, so I am to think that you're fooling yourself. To think I, no, I, no, I, I, I don't think that that's true. And I, you know, if, I,
1: if I would theoretically validate why I would watch The Big Bang Theory, which I really do think, by, by the way, it has, it has a fences on a lot of lines. I would say I find it a very funny show. Sometimes you need a laugh. I personally relate to it because I am a big geek. And so the whole idea of like geek culture, I find hilarious. Um, I find something warm and positive in some of those relationships. You can shake your head. You,
0: you want to laugh. You want to laugh. You want funny shows. Go back and watch a Mary Tyler Moore show. Go back and watch Dick Van Dyke. I could. Oh, not- great stuff. And we it's kosher. And they <laughs> treated each other with respect. Okay. And they didn't. And, and the main character, and this brings me to a second point, one of the main characters, who is an Orthodox woman, isn't portraying a single woman. Well, now they're married, but isn't portraying a single woman trying to bed her geek boyfriend. And pining after him and yearning after him and justifying premarital sex. I'm sorry. And and so that's why I went back and and I look at Maya Bialik, and it's great. She wrote this article. I don't know Maya. but she's a wonderful person, and I'm sure her art's in the right place. But, you know, like... Isn't it the pot calling the kettle black when you say, how could television, how could the Game of Thrones portray XYZ when you're portraying, uh, you know, ABC? And no, somebody can have that exact same fair. argument about you. But and, again, it's not the, and it isn't the, the most the, feminist.
1: To, to kind of defend my Bialik, she actually considers herself.
0: A... And she doesn't watch TV, by the way. What's she says, right, I don't watch TV. Right. Except and she's a, she's a she's actor.
1: Very, she's very careful <laughs> about what she wears. And she only dresses in what she considers Senua clothing. And, and that's very challenging when she goes to award shows.
0: Oh, I can't imagine. It must be possible. Okay,
1: you know. so but she she tries. She tries. And so I'm not going to judge every individual. I'm just saying... Except
0: she, except she wrote an article about another TV show.
1: But I don't find that hypocritical because I think every person... Ha- Again, now we're outside the realm of Orthodoxy because I, I, you know, whatever, but I'm saying, let bring it back into the realm of Orthodoxy. I think that every individual has to, within the standards of halacha and within the boundaries of halacha, decide for themselves... Honestly, and, and, and Ravjani, you said something like, um, it's terrible when we police ourselves, but I would say, ain't manos from us policing ourselves. We, we want to offload our responsibility for our own spiritual, um, you know, souls, and we can't. No one can do that except us. I think we have to put another guideline. I think we have to have rabbi, and I think we have to have teachers, and I think we have to have mentors. But at the end of the day, we cannot. Um, kind of give someone else responsibility for our spiritual lives.
0: Really, Ronnie, have you ever heard of anyone asking their, Rob, like, hey, Rob, there's a list of television shows that I want to watch.
1: I Uh, have, yes. I have students who come to me all the time. We discuss it all the time. We don't necessarily go into explicit, but yeah, sometimes they'll say, How about this one? And I'll say, Well, you tell me, what do you think are the pros and what do you think are the cons? And what do you think? Oh, okay,
0: yeah, I think that's wonderful when they're in seminary. I really do. Right. But I'm I saying, agree with you. I, well, I, 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 I was a rabbi for seven or ten years. I'm fully aware won, that what I'm of that. I got a lot of Shiloh It's a very, about, is a very high, high idea that
1: maybe nobody in the universe follows except for me and you know 16 seminary girls the first year they're out of seminary i hope you know, if there are students teach learn, you know listening who still do this and i'd really be heartened to know that i'm fully aware that maybe i'm completely naive but i would like to uphold the highest possible standards naive as they may be uh, we should shoot for the aim for the highest that's what i believe but
2: the question is, do, do, we, know, do we even know the, about the meta messages of each show? So let's say, for example, you've got something with, uh, with nudity or, or gross violence or curse words. We're all probably on the same page. But let's give an example, which certainly I was, uh, I grew up with it in my uh, late teens and early 20s, which is friends. friends <laughs> to my, rec- <laughs> so my recollection, does not have nudity, does not have curse words and does not have gross violence.
0: And I he probably watch every Johnny every actually actually I, I, you bring down. up, you bring up have the Johnny, message of friends. you bring up a wonderful point. I think that these lines that these red lines that people have, have established for themselves, I think are sometimes more detrimental than, than than anything else because then they desensitize themselves to the underlying messages that the shows are trying to convey. Right. And, and I think, that's oh, a I can really watch this. Point. I can watch Friends. And it's basically about, you know, them either mocking each other or, or yes. I don't know, you don't I, know what I'm saying? That's why in, I like Mayim
1: article. Because it what? was talked, Mayim Alex's article was raising meta issues that people are oblivious to.
0: Except at, about her show. Except about okay. her own
2: show. Uh, whatever, okay, we let, can argue put, about that. Let's put it away, but let, uh, I, I totally think agree Friends is a useful mm-hmm. example because mm-hmm. it's about shallow, casual relationships. Uh, I, I the, the mocking thing is a secondary thing, although I think many people do mock one another. But the the framework does not centre on family. The Framework does not centre on commitment. The Framework does not centre on loyalty. Meaning, when you actually look back at it, you say, my gosh, it's it's a show which was humorous at the time. I'm not going to pretend. I'm going to pretend I didn't watch, I say, probably every episode when it came out, whatever it would be. It's cheap laughs. But in retrospect, uh, it was spiritually vacant at best. And probably spiritually, um, uh, the word harmful is probably wrong, but but uh, somehow eroding. Um, uh, I'm
1: not uh, sure. I have to say, I look back now and
0: now, I watch because... episodes now and I'm wondering, why did we think that was funny? I don't really know. Okay, okay, I won't say that.
1: I will defend friends. <laughs> friends is funny. And I'm not, I'm not sure, I agree with you, Johnny, that the messages were as eroding as you thought. There was a cup, and again, this is why I think we have to train ourselves. My daughter had a class in high school called Sviabi Cortit. We have to train ourselves to watch the meta and think about the meta because I do this. Wait, with
0: wait but what's beneficial? How
1: could it be you know? spiritually? It I is will funny. tell you how. And what wait, in the world is I'll beneficial? I'll tell you, J- Chandler and Monica have a real relationship that grows. Now, again, a lot. After like six years? Are you crazy? That's not I... true. They got together in season. In season. You're
2: going to know. If you know, know the season, then you're a theoretically know. It's... Way yes. more than I. It took,
1: them, it took them two years, I think, two to three years to oh, my This is what time to
2: I ask you. To we... get married. <laughs>
1: One second, I'm not justifying it. I agree that we have to be aware of the negatives and I'm not justifying their relationship. It started a purely physical encounter. There's nothing about that that can be justified. At the same time, to write it all off... What do you mean?
0: Nothing could be justified except for the fact that that's exactly what the show is about and justifies it all the time. One second.
1: But again, does that mean there was no message there about commitment, about relationship? Wait,
0: about- wait a second. You were saying you were to balance so there's, a me- there's no message about uh, commitment. No, one second. That show I'm is not, the anti-commitment no, no. show If there's no message true. about commitment.
1: That's not true. It's not the anti-commitment show, but I will agree with you. I don't think that I would say, you know what, guys? Let's watch Friends because we can all learn about... Deep
0: about committed relationships.
1: No, then I say, let's go watch the Waltons and Little House on the Prairie. But even no, there, but I'm then sure that there then, are but then let's give a
2: flip side but... because we're religious Zionists. Let's talk about Sugim. because Sugim, which most people call like the religious Zionist friends, right? I think there's I never a never significant watched it. difference. Never watched it, Sorry. There was a significant second, difference in terms of values and Shabbat, and etc., and relationships were marriage oriented and one could I'm make not an saying argument watch that's a great friends,
1: i'm not saying watch friends for the deep spiritual values i'm saying maybe it's okay maybe i'm not saying yes or no to watch friends because it's very funny and the me- and i can hold those messages because i know my mm. relationships and fundamentally their friendships are good fundamentally their relationships are healthy Mentally, there's a there. There are. It's not. I oh. think the Big Bang Theory is actually more corrosive. It's mean spirited. Friends is not a mean spirited show. But so other than the, the fact, fact that they
0: all this. have slept with each other, and uh, really, literally, quite literally, so that that there is no distinction between between. Uh, I guess. Uh, platonic relationship and the physical that's and the message that that, that conveys this, that's not second, that's spiritually but, enriching but about second, r- about telling this, about what no, it is to have a healthy relationship between men and all women all of this
1: is fodder for conversation i think of this very much in terms of ch- raising children right and if theoretically again, i i'm not saying you should let your children watch friends i'm just saying if let's say you have a family where the children do watch friends that's something to talk about do you believe that there's such a thing as a platonic relationship what does it tell you that there that there's no you know as you said, constellation that hasn't been considered here. Maybe that <laughs> no
0: constellation hasn't been considered. No, okay.
1: I'm very well, serious. I want to
0: read from you. That, I don't know if you saw in the in you to go. So they had an article about leisure. For, you know that Rav uh, JJ Schachter uh, wrote, wrote with his with his wife, or his wife helped him. So he's talking about he's trying to justify like having leisure time in general because everybody goes on vacation. So whatever. So then he, he talks about like there. He says. You know, there are leisure activities, even though, like, taking a walk, the Rambam was very in favor of taking a walk and enjoying nature. He writes, what about other kinds of leisure activities? There are sources opposed to going to a track to watch horse racing, opposed, going to a theater and even going to a stadium to watch sports on the grounds that they are moshav leitzim and leitzanut, like halavai that rabosha would say that what we do is moshav leitzim and leitzanut. But then he writes, literally, the next sentence, practically speaking, however, Many sort of them are comfortable in the theater or at a sporting event and consider these to be acceptable forms of leisure. Nekudat, wait, meaning meaning the sources say one thing,
1: and, I and would then say, we just and, and but okay, speaking not okay. we all do it. You I, I know, don't but think, okay, but I think okay. we can say, you know what? Think about I, I I I. By the way, again, I'm going to get a and point.
0: offers by the way, he can, and he can find I zero sources to justify. I do not think religious it. people
1: should be at tracks racing, and I don't think religious people should be in Las Vegas. I don't think anybody should be gambling. I think it's and
0: the track is like the best place. Why not? At least, like, at least you know where everybody's because there. There's gambling- no, there's no late shanu. There's no cursing. There's just a bunch of horses riding around. I went I to a think- track once on a date. It okay. was the most boring I- thing ever. I but think- like, <laughs> at least there was I- no. I, I know, would not.
1: <laughs> I would not attend that type of event. I think that is mamish I know. Uh, what is it i know it going to be it's
0: like i mean if you watching friends is not olam. it's the opposite
1: but no but there's something about gambling because it's so it's sociological it's sociologically detrimental and there's something that i find about it that's i, I personally cannot i don't think just any yeah, time. what wow.
2: we basically I mean, said a is a following
0: we'll discuss gambling at another time but what we basically what said is we've, we with
2: i I, listen, I i agree about gambling i'm, I'm in extraordinarily uh Uh, against uh, gambling and all its sorts. I I want to clarify.
0: I'm not in favor of gambling either, just so we know. But
2: nonetheless, what we've kind of said is society is deemed gambling still to be borderline problematic and society is deemed... By the way, that's going away too.
0: Just so you know that's going away as
2: well. Yeah. Totally
0: going what? away.
2: Okay, it's going well, away within the religious nonetheless, within well, we're saying is well. we, we've we've not just validated, but the, you know, oftentimes on Facebook, you know, somebody would say, "Tell me the next series to what's a what's when you veg kind of like you uh, want it back. to binge and back, to binge, to binge watch to binge, like it yeah. seemed to be a normal thing for somebody to say, "What's the next series I can binge watch?" and and we nobody bats an eyelid. Like, why is it that if I were to if I were to say I want to go gambling for two hours to to Vegas, uh, what do you think? Where's the best casino to go to?
0: I suspect a number of my friends would say, "What the hell are you doing?" You know. No, I try to... it. I guarantee you, do it tonight. No one will say. No one about in Ireland. I, I need to blow off some steam. I'm thinking of going to. I, I heard the casino in Eirech was closed. Is there a place that I can go? I'm just, send that out and see what happens. I guarantee you, nobody will say anything. <laughs> Before, if we, I'm post, I'm before we post the article, post, on, post it on Facebook. Before we post this, this podcast, I'm not. Post I'm, it, not doing I'm, this. I'm not. I am willing life to bet you. I'm willing to bet you all. Kind of that one person class. will comment. <laughs> <laughs> I agree it's with Ruby. Ridiculous. I mean, you might get one of two people. comment when you're
2: a I should take my... Okay, I'll give you one. Don't do one it. More don't show. do it. Good. For the simply for the sake of uh, nostalgia, <laughs> tell me because I've got a 15 year old daughter, and when I was 15, I watched The Years. Tell yeah. me, is the oh, one? one years?
0: Years,
2: uh, oh, yeah. we all think the one D is, and what is it about? I think it's about teenage romance and the frustrations of school and, and maturation. And some of these things <laughs> are really important, and some of these things are less, and some lessons mm-hmm. are valued, and some are just nonsense.
0: See, right. I, so I, I mentioned about, and different strokes was about the struggle of a black child in, the, in a rich white world. You know, that was very important for us to learn about. <laughs>
1: Ruby, this is why you have to have conversations with children. I really believe that. I, I, maybe, I don't know. I, maybe I'm the only house that does this. But I talk to some of my kids all the time about the messages. I'm choferet. It's another word. Ruby, you used fadikha, but here's another good Israeli word. I'm <laughs> a choferet, is a
0: good word. But good. I'm
1: choferet, but I am choferet, exactly for the reasons that Ravjani is, is discussing, because he's 100% right that there are so many subliminal messages that come in. I think we have to identify them. And we have to, really, we you have monitor to, to that them.
0: degree. You have you have high school. I kids. talk you to them.
1: Yeah, but well, also really? younger ones. You should hear. We 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 go to a movie and the. Car- no no no
0: no about what your kids are watching. What, what yes. are they watching right now? What do they watch? They, well, were, in, they were in America keeping, for the past. I'm keeping week. my kids'
1: privacy. Uh,
0: okay, you're right. I don't want to keep your kids on. I mean, you understand what I'm saying? There's no way. I don't see that as reason. No, no. At a certain I, I, age. I do. A certain age. But if I raise a them a certain,
1: certain way, and they again, I'll tell you about the movie. We'll go to see a movie together as a family, and they will all roll their eyes and groan because they know that on the ride home we're going to now have a deep conversation about what were the messages. We like see Zootopia.
0: Okay, so I will say, at least if something comes out of this discussion, I think that. We, I think that, that I, I'm, I'm, I prefer to be honest about the fact that I know that this is not necessarily or not necessarily not a beneficial spiritual thing. But one thing I definitely have gotten out of this conversation is the need to have conversations about what were the messages, what messages were conveyed. I would definitely agree. The need to be, create awareness, for, not just for our children, but for, sure, for ourselves. What values are being conveyed? What, you know, what kind of values did, they, did these people live up to? What, were, what was good? What was bad? Did you notice this? Did you understand that? Hold on make a sure second. That, sure I, I'd like to I just agree, read, I, I think that's a great idea. And at least, if, if at least we're going to be honest about it. We should at least adopt the Mali, Mali-Brovsky policy of Khofrim. Okay. Khofrim okay. to understand subliminal and the, the underlying messages and values of the things that we're watching. And
1: you don't watch everything. You also censor. Censor and lachfor. L- 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 those are my
2: okay. two Okay, But words. I'll give you a, a good example just in terms of Halakh. And you see how, how you can follow it through. You know, there are various different positions amongst the as to whether you can visit a church, and if so, uh, what kind of state of ruin or disruin, and what kind of domination. But there are those who discuss, is it permissible to visit a church for the appreciation of architecture, of which only a very handful of uh, of poschemists speak positively, the great majority saying negatively. But let's take what we've described. If we were to, to you take the lessons of what Mali said and you said, Ruby, one could say it's perfectly permissible to go to a church and, and discuss okay, and discuss uh, the lessons we can learn about different faiths and, and the, the appreciation of architecture and investment in a place of worship from God. However, many poskim would still say, it's wrong. I don't really care what you learn from it. I don't care how beautiful it is. It's still wrong to step foot. Here, you're going into a place which is seen to be like, big deal so you can learn lessons. There are certain lessons mm-hmm. are best left unlearned if it puts you in a compromising spiritual situation. While I validate, I certainly applaud any conversation about uh, media or literature, that doesn't change the fact that there can be things you can see that you shouldn't be seeing. And once you've seen, you cannot unsee.
1: I hear that 100%. I think you just, you're going to have to, everybody's going to have to make a, for themselves, like, is, is television a church? Is television, again, a work of Shakespeare? Is television something in between? Um, and and by the way, what do you think about reading Shakespeare? What do you think? Like, I agree with you 100% and, and I respect that, I, that way I come so back.
0: I, I would say
1: that people don't
0: really I, want to ask that question. And they should. Because and when, we do, that's, when we do, the answer is much clearer than we'd like to admit. And would, would lead us to places where we're, we're very uncomfortable or, or unwilling well, to go. Well,
1: there I would well, say, That's correct. the reality. I agree with you. And therefore, I'd say, I'm sorry, folks. But being Atila Umi, being Modern Orthodox, being a religious person is harder than you thought. Life is not easy. Life is not meant... To, we're not here to have a good time. We're here to work hard and to serve God.
0: I think that's a great place to leave it. All right. I want to thank everybody. I want to thank Molly uh, Bravsky and Rabbi Johnny Solomon, Rabbi Neet Malibrovsky, and Rabbi Johnny Solomon for, for uh, this stimulating conversation. Uh, hopefully we'll be able to continue and have this, uh, we, we, we return to the podcast and, and we'll be able to produce on a weekly basis. It is, after all, called RC Weekly. I want to thank my son, Petachia Spolter, for our intro and outro music. If you want to you uh, comment, you can find us all on Facebook or our email addresses. We really do appreciate your comments, and if you have input, we'd really like to hear it. Uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. Have a great weekend.